Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's August 31st, 2023. I am Natural Pearl, and it's time. Time for your Impact Wrestling post show. As always, I am here with the Collider herself. She's all in to go all out this weekend, but first, we're going to talk about Impact. Cresta stars with me. How are you doing, Cresta? I'm doing well. There's been a lot of wrestling. I'm happy to be here with you, my fairy godfather of wrestling, one Mr. Joloford per Pearl. <laughs> Listen, I'm just a guy trying to get to every single wrestling show I can. Got lucky, got to go watch Impact Emergence live on Sunday, got to take in the TV tapings on Monday, uh, had a good time. It was good to reconnect with some friends and, and threaten some Impact wrestlers. Looking at you, Steve Macklin, we're not done yet, but oh, wow, back. Boy. Hey, listen, I know what I'm after. Sean Ross I- go after wrestlers, so can I. You know what? I'm just here to watch. I, I'm not a worker. I'm a jobber. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just here for everyone to leave your thumbs up here on the video. And of course, uh, you can go ahead and subscribe to us here at Fightful. Sorry, I'm used to saying overbooked, but you can do that too. Uh, but no, at youtube.com slash Fightful, go ahead and subscribe to us there. And, and Fightful Overbooked, just go there, do that. Click the, the sub button. Uh, and also, if you want to donate a super chat here on this video, you can go ahead. Any question... Uh, get you, any amount of question or statement around the air, but easy for me to say. And we've got humperchats.com for this particular show. So Crest to tell them how to do it and what they do. So you're going to head over to humperchats.com. You're going to write your comment. You could be like, hey, Joel, what's the beef with Steve Macklin? Or hey, Cresta, tell me what's your favorite thing about PCO is. Any dollar amount you put in. Uh, sorry, my brain just blue screened. See? Any dollar amount you put in. We'll get your comment read on air, and we get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds. We're happy. Joel's happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy. The Decepticons are happy. Humperchats.com. Do it now. What about the Autobots? I mean, whatever. You know, I don't judge. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, of course, if you want to find another way to su- to uh, to subscribe to us and give us some support, FightfulSelect.com. We'll talk about that in a little bit because, let's face it, if you've ever wanted to talk about CM Punk forever until your eyes bleed, all, all the news is there over FightfulSelect.com. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, we got to talk about BTI, and we got to talk about George Blonde Iceman. He's in a cage. I like it. 
Really? All right. I like the blonde. Like at first, I was like, "Is he bald?" But like, no, that's a hot blonde. He got it done yesterday. You could tell. I think he's had it for a little bit now. <laughs> you, know, you can see that by the taping. Like it looked that's like he got. Just got it done. Like it's blonde. Yeah, yeah he got he got touched up. I was uh, I saw him I saw him on Sunday. Yeah, very blonde. He also keeps a very like um, close haircut, right? Uh-huh. So so you yeah, it, it looks it looks fine. It looks good. Uh, he mentions that they're coming back to Toronto. Impact is for IPWF, as is tradition. Creston and I aren't going to really cover IPWF. That's the November show. There's plenty of Impact content coming over the next few months. It's actually wild. We'll get into that, but. Uh, in December, Toronto is also going to host Final Resolution. That's an Impact special. Uh, no more Rebel Nightclub. They're going to be at the Battle Arts Academy that's owned by Santino Morella, or uh, Anthony Corelli, as he is known. So uh, that is part of the reason why they're heading over there. There's also the discussion of the uh, the upgrades that are coming to Impact Production. That mostly affects Skyway Studios, as far as I understand it, but it will also kind of impact, uh, no pun intended, some of the the stuff that they take on the road. So I'm hoping that there's some really cool upgrades in the future for their production, including cameras, setups, stages, things like that. But uh, as a result, I guess Battle Arts is going to be one of the places where they have uh, the venue as freely and as long as they need it, so they can do a bunch of testing there. And it's probably cheaper than Rebel because it's not in the middle of Toronto; it's actually in Mississauga. Those who know, it's 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 far if you don't live in the city. <laughs> Yikes! I, I mean, cause you're gonna pay for convenience, but also, I'm, I'm a fan of impact. So anything that'll get more eyes on it, whether if the people are complaining about production value, do it. Whatever's clever, I think that is the most important thing. So, yeah, maybe far, but one thing about impact fans, they're gonna go to impact. They will. And you know what? Mississauga is not bad if you got a car. It's more the uh, it, getting to Rebel ain't much better. I'll put it like that because Rebel, I've told the story a million times. Rebel is currently in a spot in Toronto where everything is under construction and nothing is easy to get to. So really both are inaccessible, but believe it or not, Battle Arts is a little more accessible than Rebel Nightclub. Listen, we'll take it as long as we can watch some fine wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into that fine wrestling. Drilla Maloney came in from New Japan. He's a junior tag champion. He faced Kushida tonight. Really interesting because Drilla just worked the Rev Pro show this past weekend and then came in on very little note. I, I mean, I don't know if how I don't know how little notice it was because he was probably booked for this knowing he did Rev Pro, but like came across the pond basically, you know, a day later to go face Kushida. This was taped on Monday. Uh random booking, but good for him because Drilla had a really great showing. The double stomp senton that he does on Kushida looks brutal. Looked it like so good. Got his guts right out of his body. And then, of course, Kushida's working the arm the entire match and then eventually gets him in that hoverboard lock. Maloney taps. What do you think? This was a fun match. You picked the spot that I was going to say. When he did that stomp into that standing senton, that was so clean. The match was stiff. Everything about this match was disgusting. The only nice thing I could say is that Maloney had really nice teeth. But that match was stiff for a short match. That Kushida winning makes sense. But when he tried to get the hoverboard lock the first time, and then I think Maloney slipped out, whether he was too sweaty or too fast, I don't know. I want to believe it was too sweaty because that makes more sense in my fantasy. But that match itself was had no right being that good for a BTI match. Yeah, when I, when I saw it happening, I was like, oh, this... This is gonna be good, and it was. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking you if you have uh, the time, go watch the match. It's usually like 
40 minutes into the BTI program. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you go just a little bit before that, George Iceman does his thing. So you can go and revel at the Iceman. Okay. Uh, let's get into impact. Oh, buddy. Opening up with the knockouts battle royal. Cresta, I, I watched this live and I looked at people in. So in the battle royal, it's 10 women. It's Macha Slamovich, Killer Kelly, Giselle mm -hmm. Shaw, Savannah Evans, Jody Threat, Kylan King, uh, Courtney Rush, Jessica, Alicia Edwards, and Vanna Black. Vanna Black is a wrestler from Hamilton. Uh, she's actually the current Hamilton Pro Wrestling Riot champion. So she, she's been around for a few years. This was a great opportunity for her just to get some, some TV time, some TV exposure. Uh, and she did a good job. Uh, the big news here, Alicia Edwards is the number one contender for the Knockouts Championship. <laughs> when it happened live, they had not announced that the, this was for the number one contender for Victory Road. And then when we realized Victory Road is in uh, effectively a week from tomorrow, we said, oh, shit, they really are trying to do something. Um, what do you think? This, this, this battle royal set up a few different stories, which I liked. Uh, but overall, Lish Edwards is your number one contender for the Knockouts title. I think this is really funny. And I'm going to tell you why. Lish right now is really hot, whether we like it or not. And she's hot in the sense of uh, Vicky Guerrero. I'm, excuse me, yelling just being a menace to society. Wrestling gremlins are in and she's getting it. I say that to say, now that... Trinity has dealt with someone like Deanna who's going to test you in the ring physically and mentally. Now you got to deal with someone who's Giselle, Giselle. Wow. Giselle. Giselle. Gis, Giselle Shaw levels of I will do anything to treat. To, yo, what is happening tonight? Am I? It's the house. Why are you? It's because you're, you're stuck in this house. You've been stuck in this house for months. It's the Sean Ross Sap House. I got to get out of here, y'all. I got to go. <laughs> I get out of that basement, man. It looks beautiful, but it's just not for you. Yeah, there you go. I, you're gonna, that, that's for the next match. That's for the, that's, for the, that's for the crazy Steve match when we get to that point. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's kind of funny. I totally forgot Alicia Edwards was in there. I know they said she didn't go over, but I just assumed she Thanos snapped into the ethos. When she pushed Jody Threat and Kylan King over the edge at the end, I mean, over the top rope at the end, I was like, that's funny. But okay, I respect it. You're going to get beat up by Trinity, but you're going to beat that woman with a kendo stick. You're going to cheat to win. And that's if Tracy don't come out and beat you up for cheating because you're a cheater. You're probably going to cheat when you go fight Tracy, um, Tracy Kazarian. So let me tell you what happened live. We were all shocked as well. Uh, and they, they actually got to, they showed us the replay tonight on the program, which was helpful. Mm -hmm. They showed that uh, Savannah Evans had basically Clothesline Lish over the top rope, but not to the floor. So Lish rolled in, basically got herself back in officially into the match and then rolled out, therefore not being eliminated and then stayed on the outside till the finish, which was like you said, Jody Threat trying to eliminate uh, uh, Savannah Evans. And then she just grabs both. Alicia Edwards comes in, grabs both, tosses them both over. Uh, and I, again, I liked a lot of what this match was doing because Kylan King and Jody Threat ended up teaming up at emergence because Taylor Wilde is injured. Uh, MK Ultra were in the match. They were eliminated by Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans, uh, respectively. So it looks like that's continuing on, which again, mm -hmm. I like. 
Vanna Black felt like she was an extra body to replace somebody, possibly Taylor Wilde. I was going to um, say that. Yeah, most likely that. And then Courtney Rush and Jessica were there. They're the Death Dolls. They're, you know, they're 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 in that knockouts division uh, regardless, and they deserve to be there as as uh, you know stalwarts. And then Lish is Lish is Lish. So everyone had something going on except for Lish Edwards. So it made sense. Uh, and when I say that everyone had something else going on, I mean like something on, going on in the knockouts division. Lisha was the only one who does it. So it made sense. But at the same time, it was like, why? why? So also, this is coming up to Victory Road. We're going to talk about the card later because most of it's already set. Uh, and there are things that I like about it and things that I don't like. This is probably not going to main event. But this is an opportunity to put another different talent in front of Trinity. And for them to have a good match, that's the challenge now. Post-match, the Edwards is, 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 is celebrate. And then Lisha says, you know, she's no longer a champion's wife. Calls her and Edward the power couple and says to Trinity, I'm going to win the Knockouts World Championship. Effective little promo. It was good. Uh, next week is even better. No spoilers, but they they do have some good uh, some good setup for this match. I will say my biggest complaint about this this match in particular was there was a lot of tag teams and there's nothing wrong with having a lot of tag teams, but there are singles competitors that you could have put in. Like where is Tasha Steeles? Like she was there and then she wasn't. Yeah. Jordan Grace is coming. So I'll give you that. If I'm Deanna Perrazzo, you think I'm going to do a battle royale? I'm Deanna Perrazzo. You got me messed up. I'm not doing that. So I'm like, there, there, there are some other women. I'm just like, does it all have to be tattoos? Because if it wasn't going to be Lish, Giselle Shaw, maybe, maybe then a black, but even then that doesn't make sense. So I was, I just thought it was curious that everyone in here was a tag team besides Lish. You brought up Tasha Steeles, and that is something that's ongoing and just very confusing. And uh, there, there hasn't been much reporting on it. Nobody knows what's going on, and hopefully everything's okay. But uh, yeah, she is someone who absolutely should be in a position to challenge for the Knockouts World Championship. Uh, she came back, she had her feud with Giselle, and then she was gone. So mm-hmm. it's been very strange. They they haven't cycled her back in. They haven't found a spot for her. Hopefully it comes sooner than later, and hopefully everything's okay. But as of right now, she's just not there. And you're right, it was a lot of tag teams in this match, and that's why it was a little... You know, obvious to a certain point that it was going to be Lish because uh, it wasn't going to be Vanna Black, although that would have been hilarious to me. Uh, at the same time, you know, how did Santino Morello make his WWE debut? Showed up at a at a match. Danny Luna's another one, by the way. I see the chat talking about Danny Luna. Uh, she has a match next week, so that's fine. But yeah, long and the short of it is um, you had a really solid group of women, but they all happen to be in the tag division. And that's just not 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 super conducive to trying to find the number one contender to your knockouts world singles champion. Yeah. No, it kind of makes the winner a little bit obvious, but it also makes me question, what is the depth of your women's roster? Because if it's not Trinity or Jody or Deanna and now Grace, who is it? And I don't think we should have that question because I I know you guys have the women and it's kind of sucking to me that I can't recall anyone who's not in the team right now. I think there's a reset coming. That's really okay. what it is. You know, you've got Jordan Grace coming. You've got uh, Deanna Perrazzo challenging. You saw that there's a five on five match at Impact 1000 with a couple of question marks here and there. You're talking mm-hmm. about where you fit in Tasha Steeles. There's another option for you. I, I made a joke on Twitter 
um, about Giselle Shaw and Deanna Perrazzo being on opposite sides of each other at every single opportunity. And they both responded to my comment, which was, clearly this means you two are winning the knockouts to Pearl Tag Titles next. And they were both like, absolutely not. No, Jesus Christ, no. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, oh, but what if? What if this is where we're going with this? I, I wouldn't hate it. I think it'd be funny. I, I always like seeing Deanna Perrazzo in odd couple situations or with Chelsea Green. Because her and Chelsea Green are gold. Because Deanna plays such a good straight person. Chelsea Green is just out there. So to have her be with Giselle Shaw, she would hate every moment of it. And it would be great TV. <laughs> you could do an MJF and Adam Cole storyline with this. You know, they both hate each other, but then they come around because they're both very good at this. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, Mickey James coming back, that's another one. It's a possibility. She usually works on a handshake deal with Impact anyway. But again, you have some talent coming back who what one of those incoming talent is going to dethrone Trinity, I believe, at Bound for Glory. We'll put it like that. I would so hate it. I don't either. So let's move on. Motor City Machine Gun start a promo on Leo Rush and then in walks Josh Alexander. And he says, hey, I lost the eight-man tag match at Emergence. I take responsibility. I let Macklin get a hold of me. And, you know, when I vacated that title, Macklin said what he said, and that really angered me. And I only want my world title back. And then Alex Shelley takes, like, a hard left and says, ah, it seems to me like you just think I'm a transitional champion. <laughs> nobody like, said that bro i didn't say that Are you just it's very like short man syndrome it was very strange and then shelly says to josh alexander go take care of steve macklin and then you can have a shot at my world title and then they start going you know josh alexander walks off they continue the promo rascals come walking in they're talking about winning the title they're being all childish and stupid and it's fun and motor City machine guns are like hey you're embarrassing as tag title champions yada yada and then saving challenges zachary wentz tonight that match gets made official what do you think of this promo because again it really it got weird man this promo was truly the interrupting cow promo saving said two words and here comes josh alexander i i also too don't understand shelly saying you just think i'm a transitional champion i'm like but you had two really good title defenses. If you were a transitional champion, you would have lost it on your first title defense. I, I mean, I'm I'm not in business, but I don't think that's what transitional means. I mean, I could be wrong. I just, I don't know. But also, again, like you said, short mention, nobody said that. Okay, I see what's happening here. Because you can't have a good guy versus a good guy. And right now, uh, uh, Josh Alexander is the guy. He is the good guy. So, okay, whatever. I wouldn't be upset about a heel Motor City Machine Guns because I do feel like Saban's promos are getting more and more. I'm sick of your crap, Leo Rush. I'm going to choke you, Leo Rush. I can't wait to get my hands around your neck, Leo Rush. So a heel Motor City Machine Guns wouldn't be bad. And if this is the vehicle to do so, whatever. The Rascals coming out? I don't know. They're like the annoying little brothers. So it's like, oh, brother, here you. What do you want? You want to play my Legos? Go away. So, like, I'm not mad, but I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Wentz and Saban a little bit later in the show. The matches get make, made official, uh, and then it has implications going into Victory Road. But first, Speedball Mike Bailey takes on Crazy Steve. Uh, Steve gets DQ'd in the opening seconds, seconds of this match. So this was really good, and it really continues the Crazy Steve story. I don't love that they're using speedball as one of the people involved, but I think it was just a, 
I don't think Speedball is going to be directly involved as much as Black Taurus because mm-hmm. you had Taurus come in after Steve tries to take out Speedball's eyes. Tom Hannafin is distracted and he's like a little fearful of Steve, which I like. Uh, Steve did gets a, a fork that he took from catering, presumably, not from the restaurant down the street because it's like a 15 minute walk to the nearest restaurant from the venue. Anyway, Black Taurus comes in and then Steve uh, starts assaulting the bull. The security shows up. They kind of get things in order, but not really until Black Taurus comes back in and uh, gets rid of Crazy Steve. Now, I do love Crazy Steve's new entrance. I love that mask. I love the pull up from the, from the, the, the mouth of the mask. There's some really cool presentation here. What do you think of this whole new presentation of Crazy Steve and Black Taurus getting involved and just the whole shebang? I have two thoughts. My first thought is, does Primal th- this mother is crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. I don't want it. He's really crazy. He's really living up to, it was crazy Steve yuck yucks before the bite of 87. <laughs> now this is, yo, he's crazy. From a wrestling fan standpoint, this is this is low-key art. I like the mask. The mask is spooky Laduka. Don't get me wrong. But it reminds me of, I don't know if you're familiar with Slipknot, the old masks they used to wear that were really creepy when they would okay. come to the ring. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, but it fuels the presentation. Him using Speedball, I hate it, but it makes sense. Everybody loves Speedball. Why would you attack Speedball? Why would you gal down? Mr. Speedball, Mr. Ultimo, the weapon himself, you're crazy. Everyone loves Speedball. And then you turn on Black Taurus. That was your yuck, yuck, crazy friend. Why would you? He didn't. You said everyone abandoned you. He didn't abandon you. He just didn't want you to come to the ring that one time. He was going for the X Division Championship. Why are you being a crazy hater? But also, you're incredibly deep and complex, and I live for it. So I don't hate it. It's a very creepy presentation. But, like, he's crazy. No, Crazy Steve is really crazy. He's crazy. No, he's really crazy. Like, don't look him in the eye because he might stab your eyes out, yelling at everyone, I want your eyes. I want your eye, bro. Crazy Steve is literally crazy. And I live, I live, I live, I live. I don't know if I can live through another murder courtesy of Impact or eye gouging courtesy of Impact. I just want to watch wrestling, but it's great. Listen, all I'm saying is Crazy Steve is just, he's just angling for an eye for an eye match. That's all he's doing. And I get it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you you got it. As long- <laughs> Oh God! I don't even know why this is in that library. I did. This is not my image. (laughs) (laughs) For the audio listeners, just go ahead and download the video because here we are. Uh, Yeah, that that, I actually I really like what you said. Using speedball is perfect because universally beloved. Not speedball. It's it's not Lammy. It's the same thing. Okay, and I love that. (laughs) You're right. And now you're dealing with the Steve who's crazy, unpredictable, and he just wants your eyeballs. Would you donate your eyeballs to Crazy Steve? You know what? I already am blind to the bullshit, so he can have my <laughs> I forced that joke like a ponytail. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nope, I'll take it. Moose Myers and Eddie Redward, Edward Edwards are in the back. And Emergence Myers says, we were all victorious. Isn't that great? And then it's a shame Sonata came all this way to lose. Everett Everett says the biggest difference between him and Bully is that PCO is still on the brain. And then in walks Bully and dismisses Edward Edwards. And he says uh, a bunch of stuff. And then Moose is just like, hey, listen, you ditched us at Emergence. You ditched us in the Lucha match. You know, you've had a long list of bridges that you've burned. And now you can add Moose and Myers to the list. And then they walk away. And then you've got Bully being like, what about the scumbags? And I'm like... 
<laughs> the scumbags? What a, what about this? Anyway, and then you hear Bully as he's running away and it's PCO chasing Bully. And this is where it gets interesting. Okay, PCO says that Bully tried to kill him. And then Bully is like, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm trying to kill the monster Carl. For those who don't know, PCO's full name, Pierre Carl Ouyette. He says, I care about you. He's basically gaslighting him. It's great. And he says, I want the man back and not the monster. And then after that happens, I remember I had a conversation with Tommy Dreamer about this at the show on Sunday. <laughs> where we're talking about how much PCO hates his own body. And then Dreamer's like, I'm 52. And PCO is, he said it in the promo. He's like, PCO is like 108. Uh, and I he's he and he does stuff that like no one would ever do. And I kind of turned to to Tommy. I'm like, you know, do you ever like tell PCO maybe you shouldn't do this? And he says to I shit you not. Dreamer says to me, that's crazy telling crazy what to do. <laughs> and this is exactly what this is. Bully is now trying to take the crazy out of PCO. I don't hate this. But I know you have feelings about it. Bully cares about his friend PCO from his old ECW days that didn't exist. But his old WWE days. No, they weren't on the roster together. What does Bully want, Crest Star? Knock it off. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Knock it off. When he started to hit him with the Jedi mind tricks of, I set you on fire because I loved you. I poured battery acid in your mouth because I loved you. And then PCO just stopped yelling, bully. All right, I need you to commit to the bit at this point. Be a zombie. Don't You can't fall for his mind. How are you falling for this? Because he said your real name, not your stripper name? Stop it. Stop it. I've seen Bully Ray do a lot of stunts and tricks. But this is up there with honor no more. Please stop. I want you to stop before you get started. Not the... I hit you with my car because I love you. I hacked into your Facebook and told your family that you passed away because I loved you. I alien, don't do that. Don't, you, what? And your PCO's falling for it? Mama, this is going to end in a hardcore match. Please don't, I'd rather, there's 50 other ways to get here. Not the Jedi mind tricks. Please, please, please. <laughs> what if Bully is so insane that he makes a deal with Father James Mitchell to send PCO to the undead realm. I would take that. <laughs> I would take that. I would take him selling his soul to Father James Mitchell <laughs> over him doing, I loved you, so I ran you over. You don't see anything. I would take that. Any, I would take him going to the undead realm and coming back out as Havoc. <laughs> before I take him doing whatever he's doing now. That's funny. That's really funny, actually. I would like Bully to go to the undead row and come back out and somebody else. Ooh, I'm going to start crying. That's it funny. works. It That's works, funny. though. You think That's about funny. it. Bully, Bully's been losing his shit over this PCO thing. He's so scared. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Maybe he employs Father James Mitchell to uh, take care of him. That's great. That is... That is, I want to see that. That I would, I, that's such good shit, pal. I would like to see Bully Ray do some Undead Realm stuff. That is actually really funny. And I would pop, I would pop. Scott, why don't you be listening? Yo, write that down, write that down. I know some of y'all are listening. This is the one. This is the idea. <laughs> Even if it's for the audience of what, think about me. Write that down, write that down. 
I will praise every aspect of the show if this is what you do for me. Bro, you want to see me working? I will chill. I'll be up here every week. I'll even go on the Collision show. Like, let me tell you something about Impact, all right? <laughs> collision was my family. <laughs> but now they're not anymore. It's Impact. I will, I will Cyrus the virus everywhere if you do that. <laughs> Oh, I'm into that. Uh, they announced a turning point is going to be in Newcastle on Friday, October 27th. Will Ospreay will be there. Ospreay is also a Bound for Glory. That is fantastic. I'm looking forward to watching Will Ospreay in Impact again. And in 2023, when the man is having some of the best matches of his career, oh, we're going to bring that over to our channel. And we're going to talk the shit out of that. It's going to be fun. Uh, Friday, the show starts at 6 p.m. local so it's going to be an afternoon show on a Friday for us. So that might be fun. You and I could do like a Friday afternoon stream, like a post show for this. And this time we'll mess up everybody else's schedules. See how you guys like it. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm literally going to go off the air from my my morning show and watch Impact until we do our thing. So that's going to be a busy Friday. But anyway, we'll see what happens. That's October 27th. That's a Friday. Uh, hopefully, that's what we'll be doing. That that venue that they're running is about a 2,000-seat venue. So hopefully, they fill it. And, and someone like Will Ospreay could potentially do it if they have a big match planned for him. I think so. I mean... If you've been watching what he's been doing in AEW recently, that's a very angry British man. That's a lot of bruv. So I think, you know, he could absolutely sell it out. My only concern is maybe he'd sell it like a fire hazard. Too many people want to go see Will Ospreay. You know what I mean? Well, they got a whole format <laughs> that. We'll see if he's going to be part of the entire tour or not. Dobby the Brain Heenan sends us a super chat, which you can also do. Any amount of question statement around the air says, I can't stick around tonight, but I wanted to say Victory Road and Impact 1000 are looking stacked. Solid show tonight. Enjoy your night, Cresta and Joel. Thank you, Dobby. I hope you're enjoying your night as well. Yeah, that uh, Victory Road card looks good. We're going to talk about that as we round out the show later on. Impact 1000 is starting to come together. I'm wondering how they're going to fit all these talent that they keep talking about onto a two-hour show. I, I'm, I'm fearful that they're going to be like, Impact 1000 is a three-hour event, and I'm going to be like, and I'm not staying up to watch it. So we'll see what we get, but uh, it's looking like it's going to be a really fun show. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep on moving. I really like this match. <coughs> and Eric Young, they ran it back from Chicago, and they did it with the finish this time. Eric Young coming out with the uh, the stickers on his mask that say TF and E and WR. Those are Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda. He was very emotional before and after the match. Um, mm. Also, the uh, the elbow pads on uh, on Khan. He also had that same sticker. It looks like they were passing it out and people were wearing them all night, which was nice. Uh, people who were on the show, uh, Youngs, Eric Young has a beautiful elbow drop. It's undefeated to me. Uh, it's good stuff. Really, really solid match. Khan is a good full Nelson slam. Not much I can tell you other than just two, two dudes beating the shit out of each other. And Eric Young gets the victory. What do you think of this whole thing? Pile drivers for all. I will say Eric Young was out here selling like it was the stock market and it was in the 90s. Every time Khan hit Eric Young, and I, I think in the first 10 minutes he hit Eric Young and the way Eric Young sold it, like he got his clock cleaned, his bell rung. That man had baby legs. It was so good. Khan took most of the match, but Eric Young is a crazy, crazy Canadian. And I like watching his man because he his matches because he gives off 
crazy Canadian homeless person in the most respectful way. I mean, like he's just unhinged. He looks unhinged from the way he sells. That pal driver on the outside, the con was nasty. Him trying to do the sequences to knock Khan off his feet just to get him in a tiger driver for Khan to still kick out was nasty. The the ending sequence when he ended up the pal driver in the ring was nasty. Eric Young is an amazing talent. And the more I get to watch him, the more I resonate when he said, if you can't find 10 minutes for Eric Young, what are we doing? What are we doing? That was that was great. And I think Khan looked great for it. I hope this is an end to the design. I think this would be a nice bow on it. You kill what you have created. And maybe we find something for Khan and Diener to do. You know, X Division is wide open. Have Khan do some digital media stuff or maybe bully people in the main event scene. I wouldn't hate that, but this was a nice bow. Hopefully this is the end. If it isn't the end, if Dina refuses to die, maybe you do a cage match. Maybe you do something where whatever the next one is, is the end. But if this is the end, this was a nice little bow. This was a great match. I really, so I really enjoyed the match. I said so much earlier. I like that they didn't have Diener out with Khan. Having Diener sell the effects of the no disqualification match from emergence was really a big help. That means that they'll do something backstage to set up a match at Bound for Glory, or maybe it's just going to be Eric Young moves on and that's it. Because again, all of this kind of changed on a dime when Eric Young came back at Bound for Glory and had gotten out of his WWE contract, which he, you know, he had some some non-compete. So there was some time to get it ready creatively. But mm. now it's like we don't need to linger too long with the design and we can kind of move on. I do wonder what happens next for Diener, for Khan and all that. And digital media might work, but it all depends on you know who's the champion and what kind of stories they're telling in that division at the time, because Khan has so much potential. I want to see Khan and Jake something on Jake something's ascent, and we're going to get there. I'm sure we will. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, I had a good laugh about this because it happened live as well, You and you could hear it if you were watching tonight. When they do the pile driver on the floor, there's the countout session with the referee doing the one, the two, to ten, ten count, and she calls Khan by his real name at one point. She gets to three, and she's like, come on, Ryan, you got to get up, get in the ring. And I'm just like live in the arena. I'm just like, she just call him Ryan. Who the fuck is Ryan? Well, I know his name. Is, <laughs> I know his real name is Ryan. And I'm just like, did they pick that up on the cameras? Because I heard that plain as day. And then lo and behold, I've got my headphones on watching the show, and I'm just like, yep, they got it. <laughs> Listen, sometimes wrestling is too real, bro. <laughs> Eric Young gets the win. He's very emotional post match. It was it was a really good match. Again, Eric Young could do no wrong in yeah. this return so far. He has knocked it out of the park. Continues to do so. Uh, Leo Rush. Speaking of which, he uh, talks about why 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 are you wrestling Pete Wentz? I was going to say why are you wrestling Pete Wentz? That's a band. Oh, I know <laughs> why are you, why are you wrestling Zachary Wentz tonight, Chris Saban? Are you still you're still shook from Slammiversary? That's what it's all about. You can't beat me. And the definition of insanity is. You have the same, uh, you know, we all know the saying, but he basically says every time you face me, you're going to lose. And then it walks Kushida, who's got that giant ultimate X around his, uh, around his neck. And he just says, victory road. And there it is. We're going to do Kushida versus Leo Rush at victory road for the exhibition championship. I like it. It's simple. Uh, we're building to Saban and rush. I assume it bound for glory. Uh, but what did you think of this, uh, this quick little segment with Leo rush and with Kushida? Short and simple, right to the point. Kashida never has to talk because he does all the talking in the ring. 
I do agree, Leo Rush. Why are you fighting Zachary once? What are we doing? Who cares about that guy? He's he's a he's a weirdo. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I thought you were focused on me. If you're scared, say that. Good stuff. Yeah. Jordan Grace is back, uh, literally, and also in the video. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But also, if you want contract details, go over to FIFAselect.com. We got more on that. Uh, we'll talk more about FIFAselect in a bit. Uh, and then Deanna Perrazzo challenges Jordan Grace at Victory Road, basically saying unfinished business and, you know, never beat me and yada, yada. It feels like Deanna Perrazzo is uh, working on a downward spiral storyline. She lost twice to Trinity. Now she's, this is kind of like her, I can beat her. But Jordan Grace coming back means probably not the case, right? I mean, I don't know, because I, I thought this promo was a little weird, because Gia Miller asked you, like, emergencies in the book, so how do you feel now that you lost to Trinity? And instead of you either saying, yeah, I lost fair and square, or F Trinity, the side and the third, you were more upset with Jordan Grace coming back, which I thought was a little bit odd. But if she's working on a downward spiral, of course, because psh, psh, no one pins Deanna Perrazzo twice. So that didn't even really happen. So I don't even want to talk about it. So let's talk about this spotlight stealer, Jordan Grace, someone I know I can be. Listen, I love a good delusion. So if we're entering the delusion of Deanna Perrazzo, I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for Jordan Grace going after the Impact World Championship. Yes. Yes. In yes. That, in, that video, yes. in that video, when she takes off the top and you see her working out, she's topless, she's doing that to me, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, I don't know. But to me, what that felt like was she's just as strong as anyone else. And like, it's not like a stupid, like, oh, and she looks like the guys. No, it's not even that. But it's just like, it was a gender nonspecific look at this person who is very well built and could carry anything on her shoulders. Maybe I'm wrong, but also at the same time, people were like, you should go for the, the world title. And she was like, I want that title. I want to be the person who holds that knock and uh, holds that world championship. I'm fine with that. I'd love to see that to, to have Jordan grace represent that company as the world champion and make up for the last woman who held the world championship would go a very long way for Impact's history. That's where I'm at with that. Uh, I'm sure you, you agree, and do you want to add anything to that? I agree. I will say that when I first started watching wrestling, seeing Tessa Blanchard hold the, not, not knockouts, the Impact World Championship was wild to me, and it was such a big thing. And then whatever, whatever happened. And I'm not saying that it was a black mark because I think she absolutely deserved it at that time period for who she was, what she was in the business. But if we're going to crown another woman, like there are three women who I think about when I think of Impact uh, Impact World Champion. Uh, oh my God, I just said the woman's name and I done forgot. It'll come Blanchard, Grace, and Perrazzo. So if it's got to be Grace and then Grace versus Perrazzo, sorry, men. Take a back seat, go fight for the X division or something. I think what Impact has done for the women's division at large is great. And now is definitely another time that they could be like, this is what our women are doing. This is what we got going on. And I think Grace for the world, I keep wanting to say knockouts, but Grace for the world title would be amazing. And I believe that she could go toe-to-toe with a Macklin. I believe she could go toe-to-toe with an Alexander. Hot take, I don't care. I believe it. I believe it. And it would be great. It would be a good match. And no one could ever try to say, well, you got to do a No, she's fantastic. And so is Peraza in her own right. If that happens, I again, 
I will be the biggest impact show. Don't make me do my dog Callis promo again. Let me tell you about family, all right? <laughs> I'm looking forward to a return. I'm looking forward to seeing Jordan Grace back in the impact ring, and we'll see what they do with her. But just if she ends up just doing knockouts only stuff, that's fine. But I, I really think that she and others are aspiring to greater heights for her uh let's talk about Wentz and Saban this match was another one that was really Uh good uh good great chemistry as expected between these two Wentz doing that super kick to the back of the head and then a a half Nelson slam on Saban good stuff the STF from Saban looks crisp and then Trey Miguel gets involved Alex Shelley takes care of Trey Saban takes everybody out the missile drop kick into the cradle shock gets the win for Saban over Wentz post-match Trey goes to attack Saban and then they just kind of leave the ring do the, the 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 rascals and the motor city machine guns hang out in the ring for a few minutes uh yeah this is this is what it is what do you think of Wentz versus Saban this is another stiff match I wasn't expecting it to be that stiff especially from Wentz but this was, was a really good match to me I keep seeing shades of heel Saban I don't know if we've ever seen heel Saban as long as I've been watching impact he's kind of been like wrestling uncle good guy good guy greg he doesn't do anything to like he might do heel ish stuff but it's never like uh, it's not like full-on rascals so again if this is the vehicle i'm with it because i like the rascals they're an annoying tag team heel team that you need so if they're going to get under his skin to make him have to change to make the motors machine guns have to change to give him a refresh i'm okay with it yeah me too we're going to see uh, those those four are going to have a match real soon. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Ace of Bays have their little promo in the back. They say, uh, congrats to the Rascals winning the world tag, tag titles. And then we're going to take that those titles from them, and it'll be sweet. And then good hands come in. And they're just like, nah, we didn't. There was no payoff from the Rascals to take you down on Sunday. We, we, we took you out because we just don't like you. And then Bay challenges them, and they walk away, yada, yada, yada. Ace of Bays, good hands is incoming, I assume maybe the countdown show at victory road. And then we get to Ace of Bays versus rascals at, uh, at bound for glory. Not mad at that, but also feel like does the good hands have a shame kink? Cause you always making these matches just to lose. I feel kind of bad for them. <laughs> I'm beginning they, to feel bad for them. They bite off more than they can chew because they're that they're delusional heels. That's what they are. Right. Yeah. 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 But that was just, again, it's becoming like, uh, I mean, how many times have we teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> well, remember last week on the show, we were just like, who's Joya going to face? Well, we didn't know they were going to be called Joya at the time. But we were like, who are they going to face? And then one of us, probably, I think it was you, were just like, good hands. <laughs> that was it. Good hands. No, you had said good hands. I had said champagne sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, Crescent Star, technically we're both right. <laughs> The best of both worlds. Miley Cyrus did a song about it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of butchering songs, Santino's back with Subculture. Subcultura! Not Sepultura. Anyway. Uh, Subculture comes in. They say they want the rematch with the tag titles. This is like the tag title heavy part of the show. And then Santino's makes the Rascals versus Motor City Machine Guns at Victory Road. To which I said, okay, but this is another show without a world title defense. That much I don't love. And that only plays into Alex Shelley being like, oh, you think I'm a transitional champion? If you're if you're not a transitional champion, maybe you should be defending your title on the big shows and not just facing Brian Myers on the go home to emergence, putting your title on the line against, well, 
him. Anyway. Brian Myers is serious competition. I don't know what you're speaking of. He's bigger than everyone, but it's deceptive. Uh, Sammy and Swan walk in and they want the rascals. And then Subculture takes objection and everyone got screwed on the lead up to the rascals getting the tag title shot and eventually the win. And then Santino makes Subculture versus Sammy and Swan. Uh, and then Joya walk in. They say they want a tag title shot. And Santino's like, nah. But eventually you'll get there. And they, he does the joy. And I'm just like, nah, you've killed it. Yeah. Well, he's killed it already. So we got that going for us. What do you think of this segment? Because it got all over the place. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. For the five minutes they had, they said we're going to maximize every second of this five minutes. Um, I'm still popping for Joya. It licks a part of my internet brain. I love it. It's great. Um, But everyone there has a valid concern with the rascals being pieces of shit cheaters. So I don't know how we're going to rectify this. But he's also right with saying, Joya, you just because you're a new team doesn't mean you get a championship shot. Stop it. Back it a lot. Go fight. Champagne seat and Shira first. You know what I mean? Like, get out of here. Get to 50 wins and you get your title shot, okay? All right. Now, the both of y'all are, well, one of you was champion, so make it happen. 
Uh, speaking of the 50 wins, so Kenny King and Sheldon Jean are in the ring. And right away, Kenny King starts mocking Toronto sports teams. And I'm like, why are you booing the man? He's right. And then King says, I beat Johnny Swinger at Emergence, gave him a little extra beat down just to remind him to never face me again. Says, I took my two feet and kicked Tommy Dreamer's chins in with it. And then out comes Tommy Dreamer. Now, I can tell you live, and you can tell if you're listening on the show tonight, there were a lot of edits made to this. Whether it was clarifying or just trying to make things sound better than they were, the crowd was very attentive we were watching and paying attention but at the same time there was just something not i can't explain it this promo was really good and we're going to get into the meat of it in a second but it was also very it was like a mix of this inside baseball mixed with both sides are making really good points and both sides are right simultaneously but one guy is just the young brash pos champion he's not even that young he's just younger than tommy dreamer and then dreamer who's the old the old guard representing and making his point and he he makes it very both sides make it very difficult to pick a side and let's just get right into it dreamer says apparently johnny swinger's father-in-law passed away hours before his match at emergence and when we were live in the crowd we were just like oh shit like we had no idea obviously and then he tells the story of Johnny Swinger calling Tommy Dreamer from the road, apologizing him for not being there, and then asks him about the main event. Says, I'm on the road. I'm five hours out. So he's asking he's asking about the show. He's being a, a veteran. He's being a professional. And then meanwhile, he says, meanwhile, Kenny King, Sheldon Jean are showing no respect to the main event of the emergence, uh, of emergence and that is a no-no. And then he says that they have a thousand episodes of Impact, and so many people have come and gone, and yada, yada, yada. You, you you show no respect. That's the basis of the Tommy Dreamer promo. And then King says, I didn't know about Swingman's father-in-law, but if I had known, we probably would have taken more shots at the bar. And I just, again, there was no reaction from the crowd because the crowd was just like, "What? It, what is this promo? Yeah. Basically, the whole thing ends up with Tommy Dreamer saying, you know, I'm going to put my career on the line against your digital media championship. And it originally... I think Tommy said this was going to be at Impact 1000. So imagine the surprise on my face when they put that up as a graphic for Victory Road. <laughs> so there was some editing done to this promo. And even then, I don't think it really, it didn't really do much. I don't know. I, I want your thoughts on it because it was so, it, it was a bit hokey. It was a bit worky shooty. It was all over the place. The only thing I can agree with you is that it's, it was a bit hokey. It was hokey pokey. I want to give an unbiased opinion, but all I got is a biased one. I did not like this. Two things. First is a joke. The second one is it. The first one is he said, I beat Joe Hendry. And he said his name and Joe Hendry didn't appear, which I thought was BS. Stick to the gimmick, you know? Boo. <laughs> the second part is it's kind of like my little brother said this in jest. But I kind of agree with him. He's like, hey, y'all complain about Jeff Jarrett and his Tommy Dreamer. I don't understand what the point of this was. I kind of don't. I Like, if you wanted to build a career, if this is your retirement match, okay, cool. But if you beat Kenny King, what? Like, no shade, no shade. I think Tommy Dream is great. But in this situation, I don't understand what's this for. It's unfortunate. And, you know, God rest this man so that his stepfather died. Please don't let Christian Cage hear about this shit. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I don't understand why you have to bring all of that up to get to you having the worst year. Did you use that as 
I don't know. I don't know. You could, yeah, you could say Kenny King never main evented nothing, but Kenny King been an impact just as long as you, buddy. So don't do all of that. I, I, I don't know how this helped anyone. I don't know how this. I. It's gonna be a brown down for me. Sorry, Simon Miller. So here's <laughs> nice. So here is kind of my thought process. Dreamer is they're gonna be in White Plains, New York. That is Dreamer's backyard. The digital media championship is not important enough for people to be like, oh, he's definitely going to win. This was the only title that they could put up that would be like a big deal in terms of believability. So Dreamer winning the digital media championship and then dropping it like the next night to somebody, not out of the realm of possibility. Kenny King can just move up from there. That's fine. And then one other thing that Dreamer said in this promo was like, I turned down millions of dollars from other companies because I listened to the veterans. And I said to myself, I'm pretty sure those veterans would have told you to get the bag, Tommy. Bro, when he said that, I was like, boy, that's cat. To quote one Terry, that's not going to work for me, brothers. <laughs> and Cresta, just like you, just like you said, and I fully like Tommy dreamer is a legendary. When I had a chance to, to just, Listen to him talk for a minute or two the other night. I, I loved it. It was a really nice chat. I think he's he is absolutely invaluable to this business. Oh, he has he has a passion and an experience unlike anybody else because he has been around for so damn long and he has seen so much. I don't know what this segment was set to accomplish, and I don't know what anyone gains from either outcome dreamer wins the digital media championship okay why yeah Jim king retires tommy dreamer from in-ring competition okay why what what, yeah. what does this accomplish that's not gonna it's not gonna be the main uh, maybe it's gonna be the main event of victory road and if that's the case then jesus christ we have a lot of other matches that could easily top that i, mean, I, mean, I also I, think like like you said him being who he is, Tommy Dreamer. I would want a Tommy Dreamer retirement match to have a little bit more build a yeah. little bit more something or someone who has some sort of connection with him rather than Kenny King, who's going to cheat him out his boots with Sheldon Jean. You know what I mean? And like you said, I don't think that even if you do retire him, I don't think you look better for it, Kenny King. I don't think that makes you the legend killer. I, I, I don't think anyone here on the other side is going to be like, wow, I'm glad we did that. There was a dark match that was filmed this week. Uh, at the tapings and it was Tommy dreamer and Channing Decker teaming up. Channing Decker was on BTI not too long ago. We talked about it. Do you remember who Channing Decker's opponent was on that BTI episode? Not at all. I'll give you a hint. He's the current digital media champion. Return of the King. Return of the King. Okay. We're all caught up. We're all caught up. We're all caught up. Channing Decker's promotion, Greek town wrestling. I talk about it often uh, when I do other stuff. And most of my interviews come from Greek town wrestling as well, because They've been very good to me, and they've welcomed me to do interviews and, and do stuff for Fightful. They are an ECW-like callback. Uh -huh. They do a lot of that stuff. Uh, there's a story that went around at one when Tommy, when um, sorry, when Terry Funk passed about Terry giving a um, a locker room talk via telephone. That was at Greek Town Wrestling. 
And then very famously, McFoley took over the bookings for Terry when Terry couldn't make it. Tommy Dreamer has done stuff with Greek Town. There is a connection between Dreamer and Channing Decker. Mm-hmm. This match was unaired. They also faced uh, Bravo and Alpha. So it's not Bravo, uh, Alpha Bravo and, and Johnny Swing. Uh, oh my God. Dirty Dango. I got Dirty you. Dango. It was Johnny Curtis, is what I was thinking of. Anyway, uh, that, that notwithstanding, I thought it was King and Gene. When they when they put it at the when they put out the the promotion for it against Dreamer and mm-hmm. Decker. and I thought this was going to be a tag match where Dreamer basically says like you are the new king of hardcore Channing Decker and we're gonna start you know using Decker more and that would have been fine that's not what they're doing instead it's gonna be Dreamer and, and King and like you said there's minimal build to what is potentially a retirement match or yeah. Dreamer's about to win a singles title in Impact at 52 and go on the run of his life i don't know (laughs) not him flying in the face of johnny swinger (laughs) well then swingman's gonna come back and be like daddy i can beat you and then swingman beats tommy dreamer for the dmc tommy dreamer do the job for johnny swinger be a a pal guy (laughs) and the thing is i like oh that's the problem i like what they're doing calling it the dmc and like what kenny king's doing i like what he's rolling with so far as digital media champion i agree that's why he has to be dreamer but also like there's just no reason to beat dreamer yeah like it beat dreamer yes i'm gonna retire if he beats me don't do that oh i don't like that yeah that's the part that just gets weird so We'll see what they do. It's on the card now. We'll talk about Victor Rowe in a second because Impact 1000, they announced that uh, Awesome Kong and Gail Kim are both going to get back in the ring. They're doing a five-on-five knockouts historic match. Gail Kim, Awesome Kong are teaming together with Trinity, Jordan Grace, and a mystery partner to take on Savannah Evans, Giselle Shaw, Deanna Perrazzo, Angelina Love, and a mystery opponent on their side. Coming to think of it, Tasha Steele's on one of those sides would be cool. I don't know who's on the other side. I have no idea who would be on the other side. Someone mentioned Raka Khan, and I had a good laugh about that. I don't know who else it could be. So, I haven't watched Impact that long. So anyone I'm thinking of, like Madison Rain, is now employed by AEW. Tennille Dashwood is now employed by WWE. You already got Awesome Kong. Grace is coming back, but she's not going to be there for that. Um, I don't know. I, I... I want to say Melina. Mickey James is a good shout, too. Hardcore country. I like that theme song. A lot of people don't, and I don't know why. Fair. Taylor Wilde, if she's back in time, would be good. Oh, I see someone saying ODB. I've heard that name before, but I've never seen her wrestle. ODB will be interesting. Tara's another one, the former uh, Victoria from WWE. I'm looking for former knockouts champions, because I'm pretty sure everyone involved in this match it's probably going to be a former knockout champion. Well, except for Shaw Evans. Uh, Angelina Love won at once. I'm pretty oh, sure. what about old girl who used to tag with uh, with Zelina Vega? Uh, Sarita? Oh, Sarita. Yeah, that's possible. I'm, just, I'm digging in my impact bag, and it's very shallow. Taya Valkyrie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is going to come back from the dead. It, it, honestly, it could be as easy as just doing Tasha Steeles and Mickey James. That's true. Because I'm looking at the rest of these and no one's really jumping out at me. ODB is another good shout though. Velvet Sky is going to be in the corner of her of the the beautiful people's side. So that's Angelina Love. Uh-huh. Jay Vidal is going to be with Savannah Evans. So there, so basically, there's going to be two there as well. So we'll see. Yeah, Angelina Love is like a multi-time champion. 
yeah. Anyway, it's it's cool. I like that they're doing it. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be a long ass match, but yeah. There you go. I'm here for it. I liked Gail Kim from before when I was watching wrestling when I was much younger, and to see her come back now, I'm like, come on, sis. Yeah, she looks great. I I feel like again not seeing her wrestle. I know she's been retired. I feel like she could still go. I think she still got a couple of more years in her tank. But she's like, nah, let me chill. I want to preserve my body, so I respect it. But I think she could still go. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's go. Uh, let's go next uh, next Friday's Victory Road. We will have a post show here on YouTube.com/slash/fightful or on Overbook. I have no idea, but we will be talking about Victory Road after it goes off the air. Uh, right now, basically, the card is is set. They they pretty much put it all out there. Uh, Trinity versus Lisha Edwards for the Knockouts Championship. Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo is on the card. Motor City Machine Guns versus the Rascals for the uh, Tag Titles. Kushida versus Leo Rush for the Exhibition Championship. King versus Dreamer for the Digital Media versus Career Match. PCO versus Bully. And Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin. What is the main event on this show, Cresta Star? Because there are a lot of uh, options here. Part of me wants to say Steve Macklin versus Josh Alexander, since that's something we've all wanted to see for a very long time. Macklin wants to see it. Alexander wants to see it. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the tag team titles. I mean, you've given the men a championship for the, the pay-per-view before this. The last one was the women's. And then this one could be the tag. That's the only other thing I could think of because – Far be it for me to say it's Tommy Dreamer versus Kenny King for the digital media. I see that first. And that's that's the thing. Tommy Dreamer in his home, you know, in his in his home area, Kenny King, who's never had the main event, they can play that into an opportunity for you know Kenny King to be like, can you take the pressure of being in the main event? And Tommy Dreamer's at home, so people are gonna overly cheer for him. PCO versus Bully could be a headline match if they do a little angle at the end of that of PCO getting so fried electric, whatever that he starts to become. That's a good call. That's a very good call. Every time bully Ray is in a, in like a hardcore stipulation match, it's typically the last match because there's a whole bunch of shenanigans, stunt shows and tricks at the end of the match. That's a good call. Yeah. Like I see the, the chat saying motor city machine guns and the rascals for the tag titles. Uh, Macklin and Josh Alexander is another one. I can see Josh Alexander and Steve Macklin being the main event, but I can also see them leaving that lower on the card so that they can do it as a main event when the world championships involved again. Yeah. 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 Like I said, the thing that makes sense to me is either you do the tag team title ones, because that one's had the most builds so far. And like I said, Impact is pretty fair about who they give the, the main event slot to. So the women had it last. The men had it, I think, before that, or there was a tag team match. And the pay-per-view before that, Shelly won it. So I think at this point, it's either going to be the tag team, which I doubt. But I don't. I mean, if it is, I don't hate it. But I think Josh Alexander and Macklin is a draw. It's a draw. And what are you going to put that on first? Well, that's again, you can put it on as the semi-main. But then again, then that leaves to me the bully and PCO and almost every bully match at the end, shenanigans, you know? So you need time for that. So that makes that the, the end third of it. And then it's like, what, no women's matches? And Impact is pretty good for putting something on with the women, either third to last, second to last, or last. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't hate this. Grace and Deanna could also have an argument for being a main event. 
It's Jordan Grace's. Re- it's Grace's return to Impact. She can easily win it and just be like, "I want the world championship." She can make some sort of declaration after she beats Diana Perazzo. I don't know. It, it could easily be Grace saying, "I want Trinity at Bound for Glory," and that's that. It could be. Um, one of my roommates had said this earlier, and it made me pop so much. I'm going to give this gift to you. It could be Grace versus Diana, so we can have Hasset style. You heard a hostile and strong style. Get ready for Hasset style, and I can't wait. Big E pioneered it, and I'm just preaching the ways. <laughs> hey, she calls herself the Hasset, so you're fine. It exists. Anyway, Macklin has a promo. He says, torture is time, and time makes him dangerous. It's got time for the recon and getting stronger and faster, watching what's going on with impact from behind the scenes. And then he says for the walking weapon, it'll be tag him, bag him and mayhem for Josh Alexander. Uh, this was a good promo again, looking forward to Josh versus Steve Macklin, that coward at uh, victory road. So there you go. Let's talk main event real quick. But first I got to tell you about fifaselect.com best five bucks in the business. We're going to do it real quick. You know, CM Punk news, just fifaselect.com. It's all there. <laughs> This is, that's all you got to know. You want the, the Jordan Grace contract news? It's there. You want all that scoops? They're going to be there. Fifaselect.com. You want podcasts? Millions of them. Not literally, but like we drop stuff every day, basically. We get interviews ahead of time, notes and then everything. Fifaselect.com. Best five bucks in the business. You want uh, Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie. You want uh, Sour Graps with Alex Pulowski and Kate Elizabeth. You want, I don't know, a Q&A with Sean Ross Sapp. Tomorrow, he's doing a full-on backstage report Q&A all in wrap up CM Punk extravaganza, Ross SmackDown, whatever you want. That's on fifaselect.com. Best five bucks in the business. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. That's my plug because I already talked about Jordan Grace and the uh, contract news. Let's talk about this main event because honestly, I don't have much to say. This was a match for match sake. It was wrapping up some loose ends. We wrapped up on Sonata. Having another match with him was great. Having him in a six man. This match was all about Jake something in the end. He gets the victory by hitting into the void on Brian Myers. They're planning something for Jake something. And then, of course, Dango and Bravo are watching. And they're watching WWE style where they are looking, <laughs> looking this way and the TV's behind them. And it's cute. But, yes, what do you think of this match? Uh, match for match sake. I, too, have no notes. My dinner was ready at this point, and I just enjoyed this match. Sonata was getting his work done to him because he beat up Jake something, so he got beat up a lot of this match. Bless his heart. Sonata, though, was really good. Jake something looked a monster in this match. I, I He's somebody else, too, who's like, if they say, yo, you got beef, I'm like, as it turns out, I'm a vegan. I don't. I have no problem. That's a large man. That is a large man. But this match was fine. Is it was a good main event. We all knew Myers was there for one reason and one reason only. Eat the pig. Um, yeah, I have no notes. It's, it's a good, it was an okay match. It was a fine match. Yeah, again, I, I, I like that they brought in Sonata. Had him up for another match. I was surprised and happy to see him. Uh, he hits the Shining Wizard, and then Brian Myers hits the roster cut. They did the slingshot cutter from Kazarian. Edward Edwards takes both Kazarian and himself out of the match. And then something comes back, hits into the void, gets the win. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's the main event. It was just there. It was it was just there. It was inoffensive. Next week is uh, a busy show. And the main event is, uh, what was that? Did they announce it? Was it? Did they announce that it was fully and fully? Yeah, the tag scene. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure I didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah, this, that's the main event probably next week because uh, they are the, the, those four men are very much involved in what is potentially the main event for Victory Road. The yeah. Witches, 
next Friday. <laughs> and again, we'll be here doing a post show. And we'll be here Thursday. We'll be here Friday. Cresta, we're back, baby. <laughs> Yo, back to back. It's been a while since Impact has it. Okay, we got a pay-per-view this week. Next week. <laughs> this the, the every two-week thing is gonna kill me. But what, what's okay? So I just want to check this because we're here. Uh that's that's the 18th. That's the eighth. And then I don't think there's anything until October when they do Bound for Glory on the weekend of the 13th, 14th. And then two weeks later is uh, is that that other show in the UK. And then it's IPWF, so we don't have to worry. And then it's Final Resolution at the beginning of December. So look at us. We're going to have a busy week. Anyway. A lot of mercy. Lot of lot going on. You've got Collision on Saturday night. Go ahead, Cresta. Tell them what's going on because you got a busy one ahead. Now that you said that, if I'm not mistaken, there is a pay-per-view this weekend. Yes, Ring of Honor All Out. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> well, tell that to Tony Khan because he loves booking Ring of Honor, especially tonight's 58-minute episode. So wait, is there a Ring of Honor pay-per-view or is it all out next weekend? Well, you know, it really depends on what you look at at the card and what you decide makes more sense. If half of your card is going to be Ring of Honor matches or Ring of Honor stars, it feels like a Ring of Honor pay-per-view to me. All right. That being said, I'm not sure if there's going to be a Collision show this Saturday. Oh, no, there is. <laughs> collision is still very much live on Saturday. So, I, uh, I, listen, I don't know what's happening here, but if you want to watch wrestling yuck yucks like you got tonight, on Saturday you can find me and Iridian and Riccicino, sometimes Sean Ross Sapp, we're going to be going over everything Collision-related, CM Punk-related, your favorite man dominating the, the wrestling news. If you want more Cresta Star, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can find me over on Twitch.tv or TikTok at Cresta Star. And I play video games. We watch wrestling together. Normally on Thursdays, we do our Baldur's Gate run, but our, um, our Jay Uso, they were trying to download Starfield and their computer blew up. So we're going to see you guys next week for that. Uh, and if, if not Thursday, here with Joel Pearl, we talk about Impact Wrestling, watching people get murdered, and we yuck it up with you. Joel Pearl, where can they find you? Oh, sorry, before I forget, if all of that was a lot because my brain is off, it's late, guys. Forgive me. Cresta V Star, Twitter, Extra, whatever that Elon Musk app is, okay? Joel Pearl, where, where can they find you? Uh, well, first of all, Iridian's probably not going to be with you guys on Saturday because she's going to be at the show. So there is there is. That. And I think Rick is going to be at the show. Is so Rick once again, bro, I think even Sean is going to be there. So once no, again, Sean, Sean's, Sean's, Sean's at home. Sean is at home. He's, he's not going to be But Cresta, yo, draw. I'm about to mail myself to you in Canada. <laughs> Believe me, you don't want to be here either. It's not much going <laughs> on here. Anyway, I am at Joel Pearl every Monday, Wednesday, Friday over at Bible Overbooked. I get in the weeds with Jeremy Lambert. We'll be there. As always, on Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern until noon. Uh, and, of course, we've got a lot going on this weekend. So come and check it out. By the way, uh, for those who are not always on Fightful Overbooked, but you want to watch In the Weeds, first of all, what's wrong with you? You can watch us on Fightful Overbooked. But the first Monday of every month, we bring In the Weeds to the main channel. So go ahead and uh, find us on Monday. We'll be talking about Ring of Honor All Out. And we'll be talking about WWE Payback, among a million other things. So until then, I am Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. We'll see you next week when we talk about Impact Wrestling twice in one week. We'll see you then. Cheers. Ciao, Bella.